to a free bean salad. This is the show where we watch films. This year we're watching the Mamma Mia films. This week we watched Mamma Mia. Here we go again, the second film in the Mamma Mia duology. I am your host, Jack Butch Holman. With me is my co-host, Jack, has only seen the rape scene in Irreversible and no other part of it, Rodden. Hey, you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, no, you said it to me, yeah. and then I said it. It's an odd scenario in that it was just... So moving on, <laughs> uh, what did you think of the film this week? Um, I I don't remember watching it. I know we watched it because we, we made a definitive plan on when to watch it, which was midnight. Uh, midnight Sunday going into Monday. So, you know, as to follow the rules of this stupid challenge. Um <sighs> You know, I was talking to fan of the show, Mrs. H, about this recently. It's not the movie's fault that I'm having a bad time watching them. Not like no, There's nothing in the movies that I can point out that I actively dislike. I still enjoy them, but I'm bored of them. This is, what, uh, Watch 13, I want to say? This is, we're at the halfway point now. This is week 26, so that's halfway through the 52-week span of the show. But, um, yeah, with every passing week, I recognize less and less of the film as as stimulus, as anything engaging. Uh, there's just blobs on screen, and there's buzzing in my ears. Uh, this week, I took a single note. But I guess it's up for discussion. It's a discussion note as opposed to a... It was a note that I told you to take down. Uh, yeah. I remember what it is. I don't entirely remember why. Uh, I do. Cool. I also We also found some new information regarding the timeline of the films. and Yeah, and yeah. you messaged me after the film. And I said we'd save it for the mic because it was as I was falling asleep... And it was honestly too much at yeah. that point in yeah. time. It made me very upset. Under, understandable. Uh, uh, what did you think of the movie this week? Oh, it was a good film. Just 10 out of 10. I'm absolutely with you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with these films. It's purely just our brains are running out of things to do. Uh, <laughs> it feels like dying, you know? I've, I mean, I don't know what that feels like, but just... Uh, watching this familiar thing flash before my eyes... For an extended period of time, while just like semi-conscious, I imagine death isn't dissimilar. Mm. Anyways, anyway, do you have any any notes other than the one that you know that no I take? Oh my god! <laughs> Actually, no. I think I have one that I took from uh b- before we watched the film. Okay. Uh, if I can find it, spoilers from a movie primer, by the way. Uh, oh my fucking god! So I I wrote this down while uh, uh very tired I'm presuming uh because I don't remember what triggered this but the Mamma Mia films are a circular loop like Primer the box must start sometime before the first film begins and presumably ends at the end of Super Trooper in the second film to set the events in motion someone has to go back and leave the diary behind. <laughs> Okay, um, okay, so maybe the trunk 
that uh, Sophie ransacks is the box. Maybe. And, like, you know, the, I don't know. I'm try- <laughs> really struggling to remember primer now, but in, in primer, it's that they, they set the box. Like, did it have to be inside it to set it? Is that right? And then... No. No. They... they, they look, I, I've, I've seen Primer failing recently, and I am going to have trouble explaining this. They, but it's, they like, set the box, and then... Well, they set it on a delayed timer, because when it starts is when they're going to come out of it. Yeah. And then they go off and do whatever, and then however much time later they go back in the box, and do things and then come out of it in the past. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that sounds about right. They set, they set the box uh, and they can set a delay timer on it so that they get sent to an exact minute or mm. whatever. They go off to do their thing. They return to the box. They get in the box and then when they come out they've been put back in time. Hmm. Is that right? Okay. So yeah, maybe the trunk... The trunk could... I, I, I'm picturing like a trunk that you would ransack to find a diary in. And it's about the same dimensions of the primer box. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's the kind of, it's the kind of thing. If it's the trunk that we see in Donna's room during Dancing Queen, you could definitely fit a person in there. Hmm. It's also full of clothes and they are kind of vintage looking clothes. So. Theory. Okay. New theory. Okay. The dads are Cenobites. <laughs> the dads are what? Cenobites. Cenobites. Yeah. Is this a primer thing that I've forgotten? Have you not seen Hellraiser? <laughs> no, I've not seen Hellraiser. Oh, for God's sake. Well, the Cenobites are the guys from Hellraiser. Spoilers for the movie Hellraiser, by the way. <laughs> uh, but there's a great line in it where uh, fucking one of the characters opens the puzzle box and Pinhead says, The box, you opened it, we came. Uh, so I'm just saying the dads are Cenobites. The trunk, Sophie opened it, they came. Okay. Um, you gotta watch Hell- Hellraiser uh, fucks. Hellraiser's uh, basically just, hey, you all know what BDSM is? Well, now you do. <laughs> I have heard it's a fantastic franchise. Um, Very horny. Oh, so I've heard. So I've heard. Um, but I'm still trying to work out the, the diary thing. If Maybe if it was put in the trunk in Here We Go Again. Okay, okay. Maybe... It was put in the trunk. No, it was put in the trunk of Donna's student house. And here we go again. No, this that doesn't make sense because she's still. Yeah. No. No. But maybe. Okay. 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 She's. <laughs> so she sets the box in her student house. Okay. In, in here we go again. I got a fear. She goes off to Greece. Yeah. Does all her shit, whatever. And we don't see this in the movie, mm. but at, maybe after Sophie's baptism, she returns to England with uh, Tanya and Rosie. Mm. And she puts the diary back in the trunk, sends it back, and her past self finds it with all the stuff in it. It's yeah. like, oh shit, well now, that I, that's why she says, I have a feeling it's in Greece. She's just got this inherent feeling that she's got to go to Greece. It's because she's read the diary from her future self. Well, see, here's what I'm thinking. I'm similar to that, but again, spoilers for Primer. 
there's a whole plot twist in that where it turns out that one of the characters we've been following the whole time has been a future version that's gone back and is redoing all these events. Oh, okay. And you see the whole time he's got an earpiece in and we find out later that's him listening to audio recordings of all these conversations so that he can enact them properly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, Donna with the diaries. I'm thinking, here we go again. That might not even be the second time. That might be like the third or fourth time. And she's going back through Greece and doing it, you know, right this time. Uh, and she... That's why it's different to what we see in the flashbacks in the first film. Because okay. she's doing it differently. And also, there's... A, a quote in Primer, I was watching one of the time travel scenes just last night in preparation for this. There's a quote where one of the characters says, look, you've been through this box and I can only trust you don't have, like, brain cancer or anything. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's this safe, and one of them says, that there's no world where I could see this being anywhere close to safe. All I know is I spent six hours in there and I'm still alive. Right. So... They, it's never really gone over what the possible ramifications might be. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying that's one explanation for Donna's cancer. Yeah. Ooh. I'm telling you, we need to get, we do need to get in touch with Al Parker. Again. Why? We were messaging him. He still hasn't responded to my tweet. Yeah. I sent numerous Instagram messages <laughs> during. Jeez are viewing to pretty much every member of cast and I can't remember what I asked them. I don't even have my phone on me to confirm, but I just know I copy and pasted a, a message I had um Oh yeah I know I just remember what it was. Um I messaged him about the goat story. I messaged all the cast members about the goat story. That's exactly what happened. And it was to the effect of uh, my dearest Jeremy Irving <laughs> to <laughs> each of them. I I implore you to reveal to me the goat story. You're uh, sincere. I need answers. You're sincerely, Jack. Uh, and just copy For a scholarly essay. <laughs> just copied and pasted that message to pretty much every member of cast. Like Amanda Seyfried, Dominic Cooper. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I know. I say that. D Dominic Cooper's probably really nice. Oh, probably. <laughs> just sky is trash. <laughs> Let's separate the art from the artist, shall we? <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I have yet to, yet to hear anything on that front. See, I just messaged Al Parker on Twitter and asked. And I've yet to receive any response, but I will keep listeners updated. Uh, but anyway, that that one primary theory, that I'll be honest, that took up more time than I was expecting. Yeah, and uh, it's actually one of my more favorite theories, to be honest. Now, that, because we've been, I feel like uh, since the start of the year, we've been like. Oh, it's probably a bit like Primer, but there now, now there's actually some ground. To be work. honest, for, I was more thinking Donnie Darko for most of the year. Mm. I think ma like, mainly focusing on the storm. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah. The storm and my love, my life, where we see, you know, old Donna and the 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 water. Mm. But yeah, Primer isn't a bad shell. Yeah, you know, but oh, I noticed. That, sorry, just on the Donnie Darko thing, just the the thought of um. I'm sure there's scenes in Donnie Darko where he sees Frank in the mirror or some shit. Yeah. And there's also in uh, One of Us, Sophie and Skye, both in the mirror, yeah. but in different places. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Just something to think about. And there's also the, it's a, there's the thing in Donnie Darko about, like, 
the the sphere of water that that, that pops out of people's chests and it's mm. like the, the path that they must follow yeah it's like the four dimensional uh, kind of well maybe donna yeah. sees her as going to greece <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, donna donnie <laughs> uh uh-oh um, wait a minute what's the boy's name <laughs> Donnie the boy um have you, were you gonna say something before I cut across with that no action? I don't think so okay anyway uh so our other note <laughs> um during the film Butch pointed out uh what could be a discrepancy I've actually not done any further research on it but it does seem particular uh, peculiar let's just assume it's a discrepancy let's just assume it's a discrepancy and it's just a, a little peculiarity in the movie um and butch said write that down write that down right now <laughs> and i was really tired and i hadn't taken any notes and i just had a page kind of sprawled in front of me and like a pen was just kind of resting in my hand and uh so i just kind of scribbled down you were writing an awful lot it looks like <laughs> i was writing in my journal i am <laughs> mm. donna um but uh where's the box <laughs> I wrote down two words uh, for this note. Passport conundrums. <laughs> now, so do you need me to get the bowl? No, the bowl I, think, I think I remember well enough. So, the passport man that they have to to go to the, the Greek port to get on the ferry. Uh, we've discussed before how weird it is that Harry is so eager to get his passport stamped considering there's no ferry for him. Uh, there is that yeah yeah. Uh, but this week I was like why is does Donna have to get her passport stamp like is is Calicari considered a, like another nation like a sovereign state yeah like, like or is, has she literally just arrived in Greece at this port uh, it, like why why does she need to get her passport stamp to get on the ferry and also we don't at any point see Bill get his passport stamped. No, he's like a free agent. He's got his own boat and he just kind of fucks about. Is he a Greek national? Like, but like, and he could. I mean, he's got Greek family supposedly. His his great aunt Sophia. Th- th- there's no supposedly about it. He does. Yeah, he's got his great aunt Sophia, which implies that, and she is. I think we can healthily assume Greek, like Greek as they come. She's we, very Greek. She's very Greek. Uh, but I'm just trying to work it out. If she's his great aunt, that means she's the sister of his grandmother, which would make his mm. grand or or his grandfather perhaps would make one of his grandparents Greek. So maybe he, maybe he is a Greek national. It's but yeah, there's just a few passport discrepancies. I mean, obviously there's the thing with the the, the photos being different, but that was explained in a. A, a commentary track by mm. Al Parker is meant. There's meant to be a joke in there, mm. uh, from Omid Jalili about passports looking different to the first film, mm. um, but it is strange, isn't it? And I don't know. Do like, I'm trying. I'm trying to think now. Sam going back to Greece from Calicari, mm. him walking along the pier. He doesn't have to show his passport to anyone. No. He just hops on a, on a boat and he's off mm. during a... Knowing me, knowing is you. Is he a Greek national? <laughs> Maybe Sam's a Greek national. Is it a 
short for Samus. Uh, I don't know if that's a Greek name. I don't even know if that's a real name. I just picked that from the, Metroid. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Who does Metroid keep all his missiles? <laughs> Metroid is a woman. <laughs> um, it's Yeah, there's a lot of passport discrepancies. Passport conundrums, if you will. Spoilers from Metroid, by the way. <laughs> I always forget that's like a big twist at the end. Of the, is it the first one? But Yeah. Yeah. Just, in the in the manual for the first game, it uses male pronouns all the way through, and like it's explained in tertiary content that like you know that's something that the main character does to, you know, to, just so that people won't you know judge her or or not judge her, but like it won't underestimate her. Like, oh. you know, it's it's an Atalanta type thing. I need to bring it back to Greek mythology. There you go. But um, yeah, the passport thing is fucking weird um I, can't, I don't know what else to say on it other than like is there any need for Omar Dalili to be checking those passports I mean there is because it means he's in the film and he's fantastic yeah it means that he can be there to go nah <laughs> him and Colin Colin flirt Colin flirt him and Colin flirt sure does a little whoo whoo a little uh ooh woo um but yeah, other than that, the passport thing, I don't know what to say, but we had another no. Oh, yeah. yeah the time thing. The time one. So, according to the Letterboxd uh, film, the Letterboxd film, the Letterboxd profile of this film, uh, it takes place five years after the first film yep sophie's 20 in the first film she says as such mm -hmm. and she's born in a, circa well, 1980 circa 1980 which means the original takes place circa 2000 which means this film with modern day iphones and stuff takes place circa 2005 <laughs> so uh, is it science fiction is it alternate universe where apple got a, a fucking chokehold of the world a lot earlier on apple discovered the box <laughs> and is what on top of that in a scene of harry in tokyo uh they've all got like those tablets that kind of fold out to have keyboards as well which yeah. as far as i'm aware did not exist in 2005 they're no. more the last five years or so kind of thing yeah um i <laughs> the the phones really do it though because we get plenty of close-ups of phones oh, yeah. like from from sophie from uh bill's mum bill himself sky uh and yeah the tokyo scene is just littered with like really modern uh laptops and tablets and and other such doodads um so Let's work the problem, people. Let's let's break this down. Yeah. So solutions, all right. Number one, Sophie lies about her age in the first film. She oh. wants to appear younger than she is. Girls do it all the time. I'm, <laughs> I'm so I'm told. Uh, it's not impossible. It's ridiculous. It is, and ridiculous. it's not true, but it's not impossible. <laughs> Number two, Sophie unknowingly lies about her age. Have you ever seen the film Almost Famous? Fantastic film. This isn't really a spoiler. This happens in like the first ten oh, minutes. Oh, I th yeah, I know the the sort of vague synopsis of Almost Famous. Yeah, well, the beginning of the film, uh, 
the main character is a young child and he's he grows up to be a teenager for the rest of the film but uh he's he's a young child at the very beginning in like a little flashback sequence and he's asking his mother about you know why other kids at school are going through puberty before he does and you know he says it's i i know it's because you've skipped me a year and i'm i'm a year younger than everyone else and then they reveal to him that they actually skipped him two years and they've been lying about how old he is and he's actually 11 rather than 12. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so maybe it's something like that. Maybe something Donna like that. Has, been, has been keeping Sophie's age secret from her and for some reason she thinks that she's eight years younger than she is. Maybe. It's crazy to me though that, that shit like that happens in real life. Like I've heard more stories of that happening than... I would have expected to have heard, even yeah. just through like social media. There's a there was a, uh, a girl on TikTok who discovered that her parents were lying about like uh, who her actual mother was and also her age, and like turns out like her, you know, it's one of those things where uh the grandparents kind of take care of the child and yeah. uh the actual mother assumes the identity of the kid's older sister, like you know, in the case yeah. of a young pregnancy, it's wild to me that stuff like that happens but so it's not implausible that sophie is one such case um my, minus the, the the grandparent figure mm. what what other possible explanations well time travel obviously okay there's always time travel and there's <laughs> always aliens um right, i don't think we brought aliens into it yet but well, we could but yeah there's there's still time do you know i had a dream uh, uh a song to sing <laughs> Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I had a dream that I was abducted by aliens a few months ago, and uh, but the aliens assumed the form of giant chickens. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Let's look into that. <laughs> All right, let's, let's mark that down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was almost certainly a chicken in Mamma Mia. I'm trying to think of where uh, one of the farmhouses, maybe. Mm. Uh, I can't. I can't picture one, but I'm sure that I'm you, sure there must be. You de- I, I, there's definitely a chicken sound effect. <laughs> in some scene, like I can hear it. I can hear the chicken. Uh. So. All right. So so, so chicken we, aliens. We've got chicken and, aliens. And time travel. Time we gotta go. Travel. We gotta go through those. Yeah. So what time travel model would account for her being younger in the? future but without disrupting anything now you could say she traveled forward in time which primer's model doesn't allow uh oh you could go with a futurama model in that she was cryogenically frozen by donna for for five years yeah and she came out for eight years or whatever you know so her body is in a in a state of cryogenic stasis and so she doesn't age intriguing but but also, no one ever calls attention. It's got to be like a form of time travel that either n- nobody else knows about and she doesn't call attention to, or she doesn't know about and nobody else calls attention to. Because otherwise people would just be like, holy shit, you just fucking time traveled. Yeah. So, hmm. Mm. So, think, we've got to think this through. What motivation would Sophie have to time travel? 
wanting to find her father, perhaps. You know, that's kind of her main motivation for anything. But why does time traveling into the future help her with that? Hmm. As I suppose. I don't know, actually. Being a, you know, she couldn't do as much about it as a child. She's not got as much independence and she wants to... Oh, but no, but we're saying that she doesn't age when she time travels. Yeah. The other option is she doesn't time travel willingly and it's a case of uh, her experiencing an instance of superposition in which, you know, two of her are created, one remains in this timeline... And the double is, you know, the universe goes, well, okay, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make fucking sense. Where did this energy come from? Yeah, we need to do something about this energy. (laughs) Time travels forward into an alternate timeline, and the alternate timeline is what we see. But no, that does then if it's a completely alternate timeline. Maybe it's a quantum leap thing. It could be a quantum leap thing. It could just be that the film's got it wrong, but I don't want to believe that. No, this feels like week four material when we really went down the rabbit hole. Oh, God, yeah, we drew up diagrams. Oh, those were good days. <laughs> maybe we need to sleep on this. Maybe. Maybe we need audience correspondence. If yeah. you have any theories as to why Sophie, as to why the fucking timeline is bollocks then uh mm-hmm. there is there, there is that whole thing that um uh somewhere in the mid uh or the early to mid 2000s uh there was some sort of glitch in the universe and things changed ever so slightly uh so slightly that you'd you know you'd, you'd barely miss it things like the monopoly man not having a monocle uh, I never that that was one that, that never happened for me I was mm-hmm. always like no he doesn't what about uh uh, Bernstein Bears didn't know who they were until the uh, Mandela Effect thing mercy. happened. Trying to think of another Mandela Effect now. Um, oh, I'm sure there's one to do with uh, Tony the Tiger from Frosties. But I, I never trusted him to, to begin with. No, he's deceitful. He wants. To, he's a tiger. He, if anything, he wants to eat me. Mm. Why, why should I trust what he tells me to eat? He just wants to fatten me up. <laughs> the fact that Winnie the Pooh doesn't wear a g-string anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that one I do remember. <laughs> but yeah, look, we'll sit, we'll sit on it, and maybe in a week or two we'll come back to the. Or even, you know, I feel like next week we can still we can still work on it because now we. We can kind of say with a little bit of certainty that the first film takes place like 2000 to 2001, maybe in a Twin Peaksy sort of way. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, Twin, in uh, Twin Peaks The Return, there's uh, episode eight where we see the atom bomb being detonated and it's like the ultimate evil and mm-hmm. thus Bob is spawned into the world through yeah. just pure hatred. Uh, perhaps, you know... Spoilers for Twin Peaks, by the so, way. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, what happened in 2001? A space odyssey? <laughs> Big old uh, 9-11 terrorist attacks. Some sort of evil could have been born into the 9/11 world. 9-11 or... terrorist attacks, which is why 
that Meryl Streep was such a big fan of Mamma Mia because it gave her some reprieve after the the terrors of 9-11. It's also why we have My Chemical Romance. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, Jared Way was working in a Cartoon Network at the time. Uh, heard the first explosion, walked out of his office, saw happening, was like, fuck. Next day was like, I gotta do something with my life. And for My Chemical Romance with his brother. Fair play. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I think we'll come back to this in a week or two. What says you to a juggling update? Sure. <laughs> okay, that's. I think that's as far as I'm going this week. Thanks for that, Jack. Shall we move on to the mailbag? Yes! <laughs> So our first question comes from frickin' Alien Alfie, who asks, Is there a reason why they chose to kill Donna in the second one? I think we have discussed this, and it's... It's because she was in the box and probably got brain cancer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, but, um... There's also that really silly explanation that I heard that it was to mirror The Godfather 2, <laughs> which I've heard multiple times from multiple people that have worked on the film. I'm willing to believe it. Yeah, I think it was to mirror The Godfather 2, and also that Meryl Streep is famous for kind of not doing sequels. I suppose this was her way of doing a sequel without really doing it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say that's part of it as well. That's... Uh, Part of the reason. But yeah. It's uh, funny how there's no sequels to Sophie's Choice or Silkwood or... <laughs> um, uh, I remember the... Uh, when this film came out, a friend of mine... The Iron Lady. <laughs> a friend of mine, uh, Maria, went to see it before uh, I went to see it for the first time with you. And she, uh, she had like on her Instagram story, she was like, huge fan of me, a fan, whatever. And she was yeah. like, very excited. And I was like, oh, no fucking way. How was it? And she was like, look, I don't want to, she's like, this isn't even really a spoiler, but like, can I just tell you something that really fucking annoyed me about the film? And I was like, okay, go on. And she was like, they killed Donna in the first three minutes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like she's on all the posters, like center stage. Yeah. Very weird. Uh, so yeah, look, that's, that's our two cents on it. Any other questions? Our second question comes from frickin' Alien Alfie, who asks, <laughs> Opinions on The Vampire Strikes Back. The Vampire Strikes Back? Is that, um... I'm guessing it's a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah, is this a, is this a sequel to Scooby-Doo and the Phantom Menace? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what are your opinions on it? Well, look, um, when the vampire stroked back, um, I felt very uncomfortable. I hope that that's swimming that you're talking about. <laughs> I was very uncomfortable and said, no, thank you. But when he struck back, boy, that was something else. Um, um, when the vampire struck back, um, I was in shock. Um, but first, before, before we even go into how I felt, um, we should talk about which vampire it was. And that was, of course, Count Chocula from some sort of American serial. <laughs> I forget the name. Yeah, I can't, I can't recall. I'm not a massive fan of the 
of that particular count. Uh, I'm more of a fan of the Sesame Street count. Does what he says on the tin. Is the Sesame Street count a vampire? I mean, he's got the fangs for it. He's got the outfit. But surely we've got canines as well. We're not vampires. Yeah, the mine don't hang out like this. No. <laughs> but we never see him, like, sucking anyone's life force or anything. Hmm. Does he get his life force from counting things? Are you implying that he is a number fetishist that just lives in, like, a cosplay world? Are you implying that that's not true? <laughs> I'm not. I'm saying it's perfectly possible. Exactly. He's just, he, he's got a, a number fetish, a math, mathematicophilia, we'll call it's it. It's probably a thing. <laughs> and, um. Numerophilia. But he also cosplays as Edward Cullen, uh, from Twilight in his spare time. Which is all the time, because he doesn't have a job. Which is odd, considering the Count first appeared in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, and, uh, Edward And Twilight Cullen wasn't appeared. written until 2005, <laughs> I want to say. Uh, Mid two thousands, I, <laughs> I I think this is a Mandela effect because if I'm not mistaken, Twilight came out in fifty nine. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> is that the mailbag? That's the mailbag. Well, without further ado, as per usual, what a fucking waste this podcast has been. <laughs> On to the Patreons. Our first Patreon is Mrs. H. Our second Patreon is... No, it isn't. It's Jack Cavanaugh. Please, not Jack Cavanaugh. Great work myself. And our third Patreon is Andy Kinn. Go to patreon.com. Word number. I don't fucking know. But go there and give us money. And you can get your name shout out here. We're lowering the shout out to one US dollar per month. Because we need the money. So, yeah, there are also other perks if you want to give us more money. But and if you feel like emailing us, hey, uh, please do. I want to feel something. It's society at gmail.com. That is the word free. Yeah. Uh, We're on Instagram. You can Instagram us, hate At freebeansaldpod. That's the number three. You can Twitter handle us. We won't hate. read it, but... I'll read it, and I'll feel bad. Yeah, don't send us any love, whatever you do. Yeah. And, uh... Just please, anything's better than feeling numb, right? So how should we sign off?
Anchors away. Away, away.